Hello everybody and welcome to your podcast, Mind the Time. My name is Fintan Harvey and I am joined by our co-host, Brendy Mahan. How are you doing, Brendy? I'm very well, thank you everybody. Good to be here. Good job. And of course, Sean Kenny. Dear Rich. Cheers, Brendan. That's as much as I got. (laughs) (laughs) I'm beat now. So we're at Mind the Time podcast. We are taking a look at a particular year as chosen by our guest. This week's guest is none other than uh, playmaker, theatre extraordinaire, (gasps) um, all the rest of the brilliant things about Sarka (laughs) Shanahan. Oh, thank you for that introduction. Maybe we could just clip on more stuff after. Makey Upper, maybe? Makey Upper, yeah. yeah. Uh, actor. Theatre practitioner. Theatre practitioner. Circus performer, street theater, stealth walker, all those things. Yeah. You know Potter. what? We, we, we could be here all day. Potter Production well. manager. Production mm-hmm. manager? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're things. very welcome. You're very welcome to our Thank podcast, you. which is actually in your own house. So <laughs> make yourself at home. The toilet is somewhere. And <laughs> you can sleep, Anywhere. You can sleep wherever you normally sleep. Just let us know. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll uh, figure it out. Please, oh, thanks, please guys. don't charge us rent. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarka has chosen the year 1996 mm-hmm. as our year that we're going to look at today. Um, Sarka, what age were you in 1996? 1996, I was 16. 16 Ooh, years yes. of age in 1996. Yeah, so for me, it was a really seminal point of kind of, you know, that was the first time like I remember kind of, you know, being part of the world in a much bigger way and like I for very different for me I actually remember some of the music that was happening nice um I remember like I was at school and uh it just feels like a really kind of like packed year although now the, the, the attention's on it I'm scared that I'm just going to forget everything I was doing <laughs> just make it up. we weren't there we don't know do you know 1996 was such a cool year to be like 16 years old you know like the music was out at the mm. time and the movies there was a wee bit of a cultural change mm. yeah um, things were happening felt like a cool time um, let's just see where everybody was in 1996 at the time, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandy? I was actually, I think I would have been five. Five years old. <laughs> I, um, I turned six in the December of 96. That's how I remember what age I am, because I was born in 1990. So whatever year it was, that's what age I was at the end of the year. That's a handy one. It's really handy, because I wouldn't have a clue what age I was if not for that. So thanks, <laughs> thanks Mum and That's Dad, similar for... to me, except I was born the end of 1979. So that's... Uh, that. 10 years oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean what about you 1996 1996 for me is the main thing I remember is moving house for the first time moving from my from Topple Hill to be closer to my grandparents on Chapel Road and I always remember it very fondly because I was going on the I was just on start at P7 so it was like September 1996 and I always remember uh, it was my birthday. Um, my dad was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, Micro cool. Machines, Super Fan City. <laughs> and he was like, toys? Toys at your age? You can't have toys anymore. And I was like, dad, no. Um, I love that Sean's still asking for toys. <laughs> 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 and my dad's still saying, toys? <laughs> really? At your age? But I remember he was like, okay, you can have it, but that's your last toy. What age are you in P7? Devastating. So I was just turning 11. So in P7. But that's what I remember about 1986. And I know what my dad was doing. He was just preparing me for like, you know, Uh, being a big boy. mm, Going on the high school. Going to secondary school and go, oh, you had a class we toy yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's funny four years later I was buying Ninja Turtles again so it's ah of course <laughs> that's what happens when you're young like things become uncool and nobody wants to be like different in any way and then when you get a bit older almost overnight mm. all of a sudden everybody wants to be different yeah. and yeah. being different is then cool that's when cool guys like us win you know Actually, that's probably, now that you're saying that, I think that's what, for me, 1996 was. I think that's the time when I really found, like, I was good at drama. I kind of had found my group of weirdos at school. Like, I'd always kind of been, like, 
you know, like very much on the outskirts mm-hmm. of like any social interactions in school and stuff up yeah. to that point. And 96 was the time when like it was like, oh, I've got my drama friends, I've got some school friends, I've got like, you know, I, I discovered I was kind of funny or like interesting to be around. And it was like this completely different experience of being alive and like, you know, that, that yeah, really embracing me weirdoness. Right. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. embrace the weird. Still yeah. weirdo to this day. <laughs> Very much so. Lead right in. What, uh, what year would you have been in then? Fifth year, was it? I would have been, yeah, going in. I would have been fourth year going into fifth year. Thornhill College. GCSEs. Thornhill School. Or was it O-Levels? No, it was GCSEs, was it? yes. I wasn't, I wasn't flagging it genuinely. Every time I know, somebody I'm who's like like one, older than me says GCSEs, oh, they say O-Levels. Yeah, well. I, I do remember. Yeah, that's, oh my God, it would have been, so like fourth year going on to fifth year, and it was like that, yeah, the 97 probably wasn't as great, but that moment of like, I've got this, mm-hmm. you know, that's just going, I know how much work I need to do at school just to get by. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum. Um, bare minimum. Mm-hmm. I'm I and um and yeah no it was a really good and I started going out as well to oh, like oh, yeah oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that for a couple of years I but will. yeah this is going to start going out like to the upstairs in the good door oh, and like, upstairs in the good door yeah. that was the place to be and well I wouldn't have been there in 1996 I was more 97 98 yeah. yeah. I was about nine that's when I started going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so plenty happening in 1996. Um, we're going to have a wee look at what was happening in the charts, what was happening, what movies were out. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a wee look at what was happening around the world. Maybe not get too much into that. Um, <laughs> Why a lot of stuff for a one-hour podcast? Yeah. Like, we're never going to get through it all. We'll do a good 45 minutes on Chilean news. Oh, thank God, because that's all the research I've done, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very chilly already. Me too. <laughs> so what about, so 1996, when you think of 1996, what's like the, the music that comes to mind that would be the soundtrack of that year? Oh, Trainspotting. Trainspotting, oh, of course. That, right soundtrack. Oh, it's, it's so amazing to listen back to it, so I was like Googling what music was out, and that... Like, I know every song on that album. What about chatting songs off Trainspot? Like, Perfect Day by Lou Reed. Perfect Day. Born yeah. Slippy. Born Slippy. Um, um, Iggy, Pop, Iggy Pop features a lot in that song. Yes. They talk about uh, Lust for Life. Lust for Life, that's the one. That's at the very first scene when he's eating chase. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, Pulp also was a song. Oh, there. My Lens. Yeah. Oh, it was so... And, it, like, I remember it being, like... It was so cool, and it was so you know it was it was set in Scotland and Edinburgh, like it was so different, and there was this like other and you know they were they were you know well young compared to you know uh, me um so what a movie it was really really an incredible movie and like Pulp Fiction I think it came out the year before and it was like all of a sudden ever like you know music and film and mm. stuff there was a there was a cool level that that we were really interested in whereas before you know I think that like any other references before would have been like for older people and then this was like really feeling like oh this is my generation mm-hmm. of you know, it, to, it became a thing of where like a soundtrack to a film was as important as the film itself. Yeah. The likes of Pulp Fiction, the likes of Train Spotting, do you know what I mean? Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah. too. Even Forrest Gump came out that year. Yeah. Great oh, movie soundtrack as well. That was another one. Um, or sorry, that was I think that was the same year as Pulp Fiction. Because I remember I was saying they felt that's right. we recorded this. I read this thing recently, I think it was nineteen ninety four, ninety five, whatever. But in the same month, like if you had gone to the cinema in nineteen ninety four, we'll say in this month, you had a choice between Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park all these fucking class films are all in the cinema at the same time and now it's like you get a good film like every two years yeah do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah two years uh, if even yeah do you know what I mean so the, the other songs on that soundtrack is course Lost for Life I Give Pop mm. I'm just looking that was uh, written by David Bowie never knew that before didn't know that either yeah didn't know that uh, Atomic by uh, Blondie. Blondie, yeah. Oh, amazing Temptation I can remember what I can remember what scene most of these are from the Atomic scene was I think the scene where Hugh McGregor leaves the nightclub and the girl follows him out what do you call her again uh, she's huge now she was like really young in that what do you call her she was, was playing a school girl wasn't she uh, she was brilliant <laughs> she's done everything these days what do you call her 
don't know. Maybe she Google this before. She was on like Boardwalk Empire and all, and like she was on an episode of Black Mirror. She was on other stuff. Definitely Hollows Part Two. As soon as you say her name, I'm gonna get that there. Uh, she would have been. She was in Harry Potter films uh, too. Uh, <clears throat> Kelly McDonald. That's yeah, her. that's her. Yes. No Scottish name ever too. How did I get that? <laughs> Kelly McDonald. That's an awful Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a very relevant movie too for that generation. Mm. It was almost like you know Skins. Mm. Yeah. What Skins yeah. was for uh, people in the early two thousands. Uh, or was it the, the early noughties actually? Um, but uh, it was that same kind of like it was kind of relevant to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teenagers or early people in their early twenties. It's like one of those things that kinda of almost made you want to love the lives of the people in the song. Oh, well. But then you think about transport and you're all actually uh, Yeah. I mean like on that, like there's a feeling of like, you know, that grittiness and that mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like the really disgusting aspects. I mean me in 1996 was about as far from heroin as I could imagine. I mean, it was I was very, very, very vanilla. That's in so many ways, but like that's the same. That's what I don't really don't want to get a cast as versions of like, yeah, you know, like Train Spotting was a really good reference for us yeah, and like me going to the Nolan Derry, kind of like going, mmm, me GCSE is a better study for them. Uh, we were mad in there all the time. <laughs> didn't see that in uh, Derry Girls. No, no, the no, they left, no. They left all of that side out. No, that's thankfully there wasn't. So even on that, looking at the, the year 1996 and what was happening, obviously Derry Girls was set in the same year yes, and the same school that you went to. Yeah, Lisa McGee, who wrote Derry Girls, was in the year below me at school. Wow. And, um, and uh, yeah, the character of Michelle is based on... Um, a girl who she just as that character and she was she had been in my year and nine years from drama and stuff and whenever Derry Girls came out I was like but how can anyone else enjoy that like this is this is specifically made for me uh, and like I know <laughs> all of the people who this is based on I was that stew like it was just so bizarre that everyone else in the world seems to really enjoy it uh, as well so, there's a Michelle in every class oh <laughs> oh so, Everywhere around the world. I think we have a lot of Michelles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Just follow Michelles. <laughs> <laughs> Even the boys. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how, yeah, like a, a TV series from your school days has got around the world. That's crazy. Fair play to it. Yeah. Big fan of myself. Oh, it's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah great, no, show. great show. Great um, show. So in uh, the Northern Ireland at the time, you would have seen in Derry Girls. Uh, would have been a, there was a ceasefire at the time, which was which ended in nineteen ninety six. Things were starting to change yeah. a lot. Things were starting to change. There was, a, there, there was a shift there that people were really going for change. Aye. But like all change, it takes a wee bit of time to actually change. Yeah, to yeah. get to that I think point. People were fucked off with violence. Aye. Just yeah. Basically. Yeah. Sick of looking at it. Mm. Absolutely sick. Aye, and then the the Canary Wharf bomb. Yeah. That happened in ninety six. I remember that being like a. That was one of the turning points where it was like, you know, there was something, I don't know. Uh, well, people people, ceasefire, people were starting to get a taste of the ceasefire and a, a taste mm. that things can change. And then all of a sudden that happens. And that that's a moment that sticks out in my mind. And I was like 15, I was watching the TV and watching the what was left of the, the building, mm. you know, and people in the streets and ambulances and... Yeah, but then people were like really dug in then. No, we really want peace. We yeah. really want things to change. Like this is, we can't have this happening again. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that would have probably maybe alienated a lot of people who would have previously maybe supported that kind of stuff or not mm. supported it, but kind of understood it. But then when they were trying for peace and then that happened, everyone was like, oh, come on, they fuck. Mm. Yeah. Let's fucking sag it. Yeah. You know. Um, another thing that was happening that year uh, was Euro 96. Uh, Sarka's only recently got into football yes. in the last couple of years, so yeah. I don't think you'd have been watching it in 96. Absolutely not. Would you have been Me? aware of it? Oh, no. I would have been aware of it in terms of like, oh, oh my God, like, 
everyone's so into football and I am so not because like <laughs> that is so like you know kind of mainstream and whatever and I am so alternative and that's I would have been so snobby about it like <laughs> deeply uninterested and bored it's really good saying we didn't meet them really good yeah yeah I'm use their feet <laughs> oh, I mean, and, Smelly it's, oh, oh, and they're really like enthusiastic about something, showing how enthusiastic they are. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't try them. Oh, <laughs> try. Oh. <laughs> and then it would have been there would have been like sport in your family. <laughs> Uh, would have been like rugby and you like football your dad would have been into so you just avoided all of that altogether all all sport whatsoever like you know and I really you know I kind of regret it now because I like now knowing myself I, like I think I would really enjoy playing sports mm-hmm. and I would really enjoy the kind of like yeah, getting really into you know kind of really experiencing sports but at the time it was such an other thing I was anti drama mm-hmm. There was no, there was no overlap no, between people who were into drama and football no. or sport in any way. Like my days in schools, there definitely is. Do you know what I mean? Aye. There is. Now, like uh, you could have the captain of a football team who's also a lead in the school play. That wouldn't have been a thing when we were young. No. Do you know what I mean? But it is now, and it should be. That's the way it should be. I remember I got asked to do my head. I was in a band when I was like. It's fifth year, sixth year, just to be playing weekends and upstairs doing all the stuff. I was oh, a singer. Class. But my teacher, who was my English teacher, she was a big fan of mine, I really liked her. But she was like leading the school play and she got one that I was like a singer, even though I wasn't. I was basically drink a bottle of cider and go up and stay in songs and stuff. But it was class. But she got one that I was like a singer. So she would like came up and approached me and was like, I want you to be the leading the, the school play. And I was like, absolutely no chance. Do you know what I mean? Inside, <laughs> I was like, that's something I would love to do. Oh, but I've never had any yeah. of it. Because I was yeah. like in the wee gang of boys who loved football and I was just got a slag mercilessly. And oh. she used to actually send other teachers to like pull me out of class and be like, you know, Brendan, we really would love you to be in the thing. And eventually I was like, stop fucking ask me. But I do regret. I would love to have come back and I would have done it if I had Oh, had you bus, would you know absolutely I mean? have nailed it. Like, would have yeah. been on Broadway and I'd have a picture. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and I would have been a professional footballer. See, exactly. that's, that's what doors. prejudice does. Mm. Yeah. Sliding doors <laughs> moments. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're on like six. I whatever. Remember that one of the best football songs. Just a pity it was, it was about an English football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, three Lions on the show. Is that from that year? That was from that year, nineteen ninety six. They're still singing it. They're still singing. They're still singing it to this day. Uh, so that was the first uh, tournament to be played on English soil since the nineteen ninety six World Cup. Where they won it. Where they won Didn't it. They, they, won it? they, they never they won it. They won it. I'm not sure. I think yeah. I've heard it maybe on TV. Maybe in passing they might have mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, they, they tend not to mention it too much. But for the non football fans they were joking because they never give over about they, it. They never <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> no. But in nineteen ninety six the trophy that they used, the World Cup was the Jules Remet. Right, and that went missing in 1996. It was stolen. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> where, 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 where were you exactly when all this happened? So I, I am not I mean? going to. <laughs> that's even your begin. Jumper. That's just going <laughs> to shut up. Well, it was 1966. Sorry, that happened, oh, and it was yeah. found. It was found by a dog called Pickles. Ooh, the most coveted trophy in the world was found in the park by a dog called Pickles. Hang on. So the the. Remy Cup World thing. Big Copy uh-huh. World thing. That was that was was it stolen or lost or what was it? It was stolen, it was on show. Um in nineteen sixty six. In nineteen sixty six it was on show and then the security guards went for a wee walk around the building and then we come back <gasps> the door was hanging open and <gasps> the trophy was gone. No inside job has to be it has to be an inside um. job. And how maybe pickles orchestrated the whole thing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from that dog. I was going to ask: Does pickles play football? Does <laughs> <laughs> <It is> now. <laughs> and how long after uh, did they find? It was a couple of months. There was like was ransom attempts and. <laughs> They were demanding uh, 10 boxes of pedigree chums. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, so what sort of what would have been happening around that time? So you were going out, you were going to like upstairs in the Guador. Yep. Um, yep. Sneaking in. Yeah. Sneaking in. So I had sixteen years old. I suppose everybody done that at sixteen Aye. going out and 
Aye. Fake IDs and like changing your jumper and trying again all stuff like that. Yeah. Aye. Aye. Mm. Well, you see, the thing about me is like I've always had an old face. <laughs> I I never was I was never really asked for ID. Like you know, once it kind of turned about thirteen. I was like, Jesus. just I know, <laughs> I know it was. It was just like clearly, and also like you know, I really enjoyed the drama aspect. So, oh God, I'm just remembering. Oh, me and some of my friends, we would have this. Oh God, this is mortifying. I think it's around that time we would have like come up with these different characters like I remember like so I was always able to kind of just pretend like going oh yeah of course I'm like I'm actually 19 and a queen's um <laughs> studying like history <laughs> and um but a friend of mine she looked a lot younger and so she her but she spoke French <laughs> so so her thing was uh, she was a French exchange student and she, so she would turn up to the Ecuador and if they asked her for aid, she would go, oh, I am sorry, what what are you saying? And, I, <laughs> and they, they would literally let her in, but I swear to God, I think I was just like going, oh, mortified for you, just keep nah. going, oh, no, no, just go on. No. Let the probing oh. on. She, I know that she is from, uh, she's from Strandwick, no, just let her yeah, she's from Ballymac. Yeah, I know her parents. I know her <laughs> mom. Yeah. Her mom may be coming to collect her afterwards. Do you know what I did once? Uh, I, was, I was 17 at the time, and I was trying to get on the water spoons, and my mom left me off but I ran back out and I said mum go on be my ID <laughs> did you just pull your mum out of your coat <laughs> no, I was like mum like, help me get under you and she came up what adults do. and she was like that's my son he's 18 you know I can burp him I know and he's I know what age he is and I still didn't get him no you bring <laughs> your man I thought you were going to say oh. I got my man to write me a note <laughs> I had her in real life, so uh, maybe but, for all the uh, underage kids listening, they're going to get into bars. Don't bring your mat. Yeah, don't bring it. They fight your case. It's not going to go. Just speak French. Just speak yeah. French. Well, you see, the other thing, like I'm realizing, is like, yeah, we were a bunch of girls, and that whole thing. It was far easier for girls yeah. to get in oh, to yeah. like mm. clubs or anything, and um, and yeah, but you would get, be getting them, and all the fellas would be. Over 18. Yeah. And that was totally normal back mm-hmm. in 96. It was just so ordinary that there yeah. would be these quite young teenage girls and then these men. I would say it's a normal thing, right? As well. still yeah. Is it still yeah. jeepers? Ways are getting like older. Nobody looks young anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Aye. I was never asked. And the first time I was asked for ID, I was 26 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone out since I was like 16. Because I'm like 6 foot 5 and I was 6 foot 5 and I was 16, so... But then, I don't know why, when I was 26 in Dublin, maybe just didn't work a look at me. It's like, you're an idiot, is it? Oh, this doesn't like, Northern accent, like, get thee. Uh, do I actually used to use my big brother's old passport. Now, he was like six, he's like five years older than me. We had like dark hair, looks nothing like me. You know what I mean? Like a lot of, you could tell her brother the way we speak, but he looks nothing like me. And one day I went up to the bound for Boston, and I handed the guy my ID. I was up every week, I was born new, I wasn't 18. Like, sometimes he used to let me on, sometimes he didn't. But I handed the ID and I looked at it and he just started laughing. And he was like, you're a good, you're a good one. And I was like, why? And he goes, that boy's on there. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we're, we're friends, it's a beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so, the time I actually remember when I went on my eight, when I was just turned 18, I handed the boy my real ID and he looked at it and was like, fuck, you've been coming here for years. <laughs> I remember going to, hi, that's I remember going to 18th but when we all started turning uh, 18 yeah, and like 18. 18th birthday uh, parties happening in the bound for the uh, door and stuff and people going, ah, oh, come on now. <laughs> I've known you for five You're years. regular, yeah. I. <laughs> what would have been the drink of choice for a uh, 16-year-old? What was it, Mad Dog was a thing then? Oh, cheap. no, well, for me, it was, um, I think it was Blackcurrant, Cider and Blackcurrant. That was a big drink. Too too bad. Bad. There's that a name was... for that? Is that? There's still like a name for that? No, well, no? Uh, okay. cider Hush. and <laughs> <laughs> cider and uh, lager. I think a snake, snake bite. Snake bite. Yeah. Yeah. Like, enough. That's uh, enough. 
but it was uh, cider and blackcurrant would have been and like because I'd already gone through my um, vodka drinking days that had that had so yeah, just that everyone on. starts off drinking I was the same you start off and with like vodka, vodka. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, start off with something really like to work yeah. up to like I was like 13 but not I get the vodka maybe not 13 well we started with cider and blackcurrant because it was cheap because yeah, well, the three litre bottles of cider, two, two pound or something, and then they took the taste away. Remember Frosty yeah. Jacks? Oh, I. Oh, oh, God. Uh, oh, God. Uh, God. Oh, God. No, I remember if I dry heat there. Marks and Spencer's White Lightning. I'm sorry. Marks and Spencer's White Lightning. Wow. Oh, sorry. It would not. Wine Mark. Sorry. Ah, very different. That's like Horrid's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Horrid's <laughs> book class <laughs> There's drunk And there's Mars and Spencer <laughs> This isn't just any uh, drunk. This is not this. just Wayne's getting pissed As soon as you said cider And uh, Blackheart 42 year old me was going heartburn Yeah, heartburn, oh, like Straight time. away oh, Oh, I. I'm just actually thinking. I just mentioned Bookfast there, and that would have been another. We would have drunk, like, have pre drinks down the waterfront, like down in front of the council offices. Oh, all right. And that mm. was like, we used to, like, there was loads of us who ah. gather there and then, like, you know, kind of have our carry outs and then I uh, stagger up to. It's funny where everybody, like, from different parts of the town, where their spot was. Aye, where was we yours? were watery shockers, right? So we were at the, <laughs> tourist, <laughs> the, the tourist information centre. Ah, oh, that because the bandstand yeah. used to be there. Aye. That used to be the, the so that's where we congregated. Yeah. And then uh, your sort of mud town, and then up the Bay Road. Then with yeah, some of our friends, we were, like, we we were Earhart Park when we were like yeah. 14, 15, We were up Earhart Fields, because right beside my street. And then when we were like seventeen, eighteen, it was down the bay, and we Aye. actually used to go down the bay, get a car out walk up to the boyfriend, get absolutely steaming, yeah. get more drink, come back down the bay, and you'd be in the bushes till like six in the morning, sitting down the bay, like fucking 15-8. People be walking their dogs, and everyone's like, shh, there's people. All of a sudden, absolutely steaming, fucking great crack. What are we still in the bushes? Oh, that's we used to go down to. Just all chilling. Yeah. All right. And Fenton, where was yours? Well, I left the Claudie, so... Out the sticks. There's a field. A field. Just a field. Just any field. Just field. Just field. A field. Yeah, we used to just call field drinking. The same field that that car crashed into and your boy got out and Yeah, everything the, happened uh, in the one field. That one field. The magic field. <laughs> so you would have had your carry out and then up to the Godor. So the Godor, upstairs in the Godor, always played like the, the best music at the time. Uh, it was a cool place to be, wasn't yeah. it? Nowadays, not so much. No. No. It's, got, it's gotten very like, but is it metro cool? way, very poppy. Uh. But is it cool music for what's cool now? Well, maybe, but no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, maybe, no. but no. Cool music is still cool now. <laughs> like church, no. right? Not slagging it, it's just not my scene. We went up yeah. one night for like, I think it was like, Marlene's like friend's birthday or something we went up. And uh, good crack, good night and all, but it was just absolutely fucking random. And people, it's one of these places that people, when you've got like a nightclub scene like that, people come from, not from Derry, busloads of people come from mm. fucking Belfast, from out and whatever. Cloudy. And, Claudia, I've probably seen the fat. How about for the fields? Boy, clattered and muck. But no, just not my scene. I'm not slagging it, but you forget sometimes, is it going out in public? Everyone's going to be like, what? He said, what? I remember about the fucking upstairs door. Number 57. Is that what it's called? Uh, There's 50. If your name in a club, numbers. Numbers. I'm not going. Do you know what I mean? So, like, Oasis would have been back then. Don't look back in anger. Come out in 1996. What's the story of Morning Glory? So the top selling singles in 1996, anybody want to take a wee guess on what it has to be a Spice Girls song? Spice Girls number two, you want to be? Number two? I'm going to say Blur. No, not a card. Boyzone or something. Suede. Boyzone Words was number 15. Right. Suede. You actually mentioned them earlier, Sean, the Fugees. Oh, yeah. Red Earth. Oh, oh, so, this is the top best selling singles. Great fucking album, by the way. Oh. I'm going to say The Manics. No, The Sign for Life. 
Uh, it's not showing up here, Sean. God uh, damn it. I definitely want to be high up in, in his right right church. Right yeah. So other songs beside then, You're Gorgeous by Baby Bird. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Born Slippy, Underworld, which we were <laughs> shiatting about. Tune. Um, so is it? We, uh, how bizarre. How bizarre. Oh, how bizarre. Mm. Oh, mm. 1996 full of one-hit wonders, like You're Gorgeous and How Bizarre. And like, yeah. Yeah. Come again, boys. I ever had a left a finger again. Insomnia, be faithless. <gasps> oh Gracious. my god. I that was 96. Jeepers. Oh my god. I, wow. Like, I think that this is genuinely like all of the music that I enjoy uh, now was all yeah. that just released no, in 96. So, the best selling albums of 1996. Look here. Must be that Fuji's one, too. Must be up there. And oh, Spice Girls. And. Sean, you had mentioned the last time you were a fan of the Spice Girls, so you would have been Ooh. you would have been walking around the waterside, top of the hill, in your wee Union Jack dress. Oh, I, I, oh, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did I not mention that's why I had to move out? <laughs> I moved from top of the hill to another place on top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something I remember about the the Spice Girls and the Spice Girls phenomena at that time, like phenomenon. Phenomena. Phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember. Uh, I remember this earlier actually. Uh, I when I was in P seven and everybody was Spice Girl mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember because I was always uh, artistic. I remember doing. I had to make everyone, most people anyway, in my primary seven class, a Spice Girl's bookmark. <sighs> and I mean, like, I had homework. And then I had more homework, and the homework was to go home and draw about 15 Spice Girls bookmarks. And people told me we learned they wanted ginger, baby, scary, do you know what I mean? And, but I always remember that, and I had to bring them all on and give them out. Don't even get paid. (laughs) Send them a bowl now. Send them a bowl, yeah. So Sarka, I would say, 16-year-old Sarka, the number one album, and I would say, thinking, knowing you, that you would listen to this quite a bit, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Oh Morris my God, too. God. Jeepers, was that 96 as well? That, isn't that, yeah. isn't that ironic? I remember just when you're saying about I so Alanis Morissette and Spice Girls and like so I was kind of like I mean I was really into alternative stuff I mean I knew nothing about any (laughs) music or anything but I knew who knew what was cool and so who to copy about what was cool But I remember in 96 being like, the Spice Girls had been this massive phenomenon and they'd been everywhere. And like, obviously, like, you know, that's when they kind of die guy was at school. And like, I'm so not into Spice Girls at all. But then there was, I think it was around 96, there was like, actually, I was kind of getting over myself and having that thing of like, oh my God, I'm not like, you know, I have to like keep myself really like, you uh, know, kind of clear I'm about like, I am a wee box. Yeah. And then uh, 96, I was remember, I think it was Words by Alanis oh, Morissette. Okay. I was like, ah, oh, or no. Well, there's some technical difficulties here. Bones are... Phones are off. Phones, Phones are off. Would you bring that in the chapel? Yes. Young man. Do you want to go back? Because I was waffling there. <laughs> no, it's okay. Not, okay. not at all. <clears throat> Apologies, that was my right. fault. My phone started ringing. I thought I had it switched off, which I'm going to do now. We're trying to talk about the friggin' Spice Girls here. We're Thank you very much. Oh my god. Tell me, did you have a Spice Girl name? Did I have a Spice Girl Did you give yourself a Spice Girl I was Ginger. Did you, did you I was ginger. The ginger's already taken. Well, oh, you mean does she make up a spice? The girl idea that, you, like, oh my god, the sixteen-year-old me would be going, "Oh my god, do I have no. a spice girl? I am about as far away from a spice girl <laughs> as you can possibly imagine." Steven Spice, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Spice, Morgan Spice. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. I've, I gave such myself a, uh, a Spice Girl name recently. What? Old, old Spice. Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be Tall Spice. Tall spice. <laughs> what Brandy? are you, Brandy? I don't know at the moment. I'm Sex Spice. New Spice. <laughs> 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 that just leaves you, Sorka? 
the Steaming Spice. Steaming Spice. Morgan Spice. There we go. Like Morgan Spice. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, would you have been one for going to the cinema much then, Sarka? Would you have been indie movie? Suppose you were indie drama. Aye. Aye. That's, I would, well, actually, I was just looking and um, Stones in Their Pockets uh, came out that year by Mary Jones and it was like so it was a play it was a two-hander and I think it was done by the Lyric or um, Belfast <laughs> so you giggle what does two-hander mean alright oh, so oh, okay no. that is it. so I know nothing about Spice Girls but theatre um, uh, so it was a play with two people okay. in it and uh, okay. and they multi-rolled they play loads of different characters oh. and stuff and it was the first time that I'd seen that and it was like my whole world opened up because I'd never seen that before mm. and like they were playing all different like you know kind of characters and accents and styles like you know and kind of like being a character for just a second and then heading into another one and <laughs> as you can tell that's that's that was my thing I was like I didn't know that people could do that and that, that was the first time I remember thinking oh, well I could be an actor if 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 I could do that Aye. but it, and it was such a new like idea for me and it was the first time I'd seen anything like that happen and it just blew my mind and has continued to like that's what I do now and you're so, so class at that like the Makey Uppers Sark is part of Makey Uppers not Ooh. the Makey Uppers which I can say it was like the, the Craig uh, so I'll bear, alternative bedtime stories yourself and Gemma Walker Farn yeah. and yeah, the, the amount of characters you play in that and going from yeah, different I think voices it's like and different nearly styles. 40 characters and like the one, yeah, show. It's amazing. So, yeah, it's amazing to see that was your first interest in it when you were. Yeah. We Sorka and the drama. Aye. And each character has like their own voice and different facial expressions and everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you I ever mean, like lose yourself and go, who the fuck am I? <laughs> well, Even when you get home off stage, well, it's it's really interesting <laughs> to be with Winton because he really um, doesn't enjoy me playing certain characters. Well, just for anybody listening that doesn't know, Sarka's my partner. We live together. Um, Sarka, we are. Yeah, you see, you. there's a couple of really creepy characters. <laughs> 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 I nearly walked out there. <laughs> Why did the table lift up that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <a friend> <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah, so, and then when Sarka and I first started going out, so, and uh, I went to see, was it Alternative Bedtime Stories? Sarka's mum was there, and Sarka had this really creepy, funny but creepy character that just <laughs> freaked me out. Sarka's mummy goes to me, Fenton. Do not let Sarka know that you're freaked out by it because she'll just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. And she does. Yeah, but you've got a lot better at it now, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. That's, I have stopped. Yeah. Being so creepy. See, tell me, do you have a name for that character? This is, uh, this, so this would be Aladdin. Do you know what, uh, do you know what uh, I want my name to be? Aladdin, you! See, it's creepy as fuck. I'm terrified over here. I know. I have to go home. That's the thing, and it, like, I really, I don't know where these characters come from. I am surprised sometimes by what they say. <laughs> I don't know what aspects of myself I'm like deep to like revealing whenever I'm doing these characters. But I mean, you're like your man it's a, a skill. Like Forty personalities you ever set, James? Yeah, I've. I've considered it but apparently I'm not no. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely grand it's it's, it's, a, it's a skill oh, okay. that I can choose to do well, it sure. kind of turn around and go Jesus where did I come from what was it shows that? how skillful Sometimes. you are at it where like we're going out with each other a good few years and I'll circles just going to a character and everything changes and I'm like feel like that character is there and Sarka's not there anymore Sarka's gone that character's there Yes, yeah, so it isn't there the anymore, darling. Do you think it's so <laughs> Do you think it's yeah. so could possibly be a portal to the multiverse? <laughs> actually, I'm really glad you brought that up, oh. Sean, because I do actually sometimes think I am a portal to other universes. <laughs> That'll be the Buckfast. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Buckfast Spice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the entitlement of Thornhill in 96. <laughs> 
Well, can you transport me? Can you transport <laughs> us to one of those realities where I'm rich and have a lifetime supply of Boy Wonka's chocolate? Or oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's him! It's him! It's him! Oh my god! It's Sean! That's his gun. He's the most amazing person. Hold on, check my bank account. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just silly voices. Then that—that's my skill. That's... Is any of your characters a um, spice character? <laughs> I'm beginning to think that they should be. Um, but not one of the. Not one good at impressions. So that's that's the downside of it. Like you know, I can do these characters, but like, characters are better than impressions. Yeah, impressions I... is just copying somebody, whereas characters completely your own. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Really, so. Thanks, Brandy. Yeah, I can't yeah. either, so it's uh, just okay. I'll, I'll accept Morgan Spice. Oh, they're fun. Fun can I'm ready here. I'm gone. Well, we <laughs> well we have a wee look at what the top movies in 1996. Indeed. Um, so Train Spotting, as we were talking about, was number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was Fargo. Great show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before I go any further, sorry for derailing this again. Yeah, pun, right. pun, pun not intended, you'll see the pun we man. <laughs> what is it called Trainspotting? What's that got to do with? Where does uh, the title Trainspotting come from? Does anybody know? I think it was just like Trainspotting such a mediocre sort of boring hobby. Boring way of life. Because I read the book. Did you ever read the book too? Oh, yeah. There's no well mention shy. of it in the book either. It doesn't explain not to the best of my knowledge anyway why it's called Trainspotting. Anyway, I thought somebody made a new off the top of head. I don't know either. I, th- I think I actually Googled this before, but I cannot remember. I'll do that after. Anyway, yeah. that's, <laughs> right. that's going to play in my mind all day, so we, we've got to Google it. We'll Google it after. Let's do it. So another big movie was number three. I remember going to see this in the cinema, and I remember just being fucking blown away by it on the big screen. It was so good. Independence Day. Oh, ah. nothing to go away by like. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Buster. That came out that year. <laughs> well, I was. I remember that. I seen that after, but I remember being disappointed by Twister because it just wasn't as good as Independence Day. No. Yeah. You know. So, um, had, had you seen Independence Day? I think so. I. Yeah, good show. It's yeah. one of the ones that everybody's seen, but nobody really knows anything about it. Do you know what I mean? That's um, my fault. I got anyway. Like I couldn't tell you anything about it, but I, I've definitely seen it. I've I've got all into uh, alien landings. Yeah, you've um, you fair. Yeah, aliens come yeah. back to take over the world. They're going to make everything okay. Yeah. <laughs> so all the bad stuff that's happening in the world right now. Don't worry about it because the aliens are coming. That's 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 yeah. That was a weight off my shoulders there. Let me tell you. Yeah, I think you might be loving my one too. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So other movies were Scream. Ah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, the best. Uh, I remember I had, it was probably that Halloween, it must have been, the Scream Mask. Everyone, uh, yeah. Thinking that I was just going to be so funny and so cool, I'd get the so Scream original. Mask. Oh my God, I'm so original. And it turned up Andy Derry. Everyone had it. Everybody had it. Everybody. And it was always Everybody just human being. Scream Mask and a pair of like, Kappa and Crack Chip Yes. <laughs> and just smoking a fag. Nothing the mask, they get the fag in. Not there. Except for one sexy devil. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy scream outside fifty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> was the those was the witches of Eastwick? There was some was witchy one or the the coven. Or there was some uh, witchy practical magic or the craft. The craft, the craft that was, was it. Oh my god! I that think for about fantastic. three years, all mate like me and my friends just went as the craft. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin was an order. Oh, that was a classic movie. Wow. Classic. With the Farley brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. That was Woody Harrelson. And your man, Randy something. Uh, what do you Quaid? call him? Randy Quaid. Quaid. Fantastic. Great show. There's right. some really heavy ones too. Like there was A Time to Kill. You see that one? Oh, Matthew kill. McConaughey and Samuel Jackson. And there was... Sleepers, which is a really grim film too. Yeah, they're talking about a really grim film. Oh, Sleepers was that about the child? Yes, yeah. yeah. And, like, then and, home, and then years later, they decided to take revenge on the people. Aye. Great show, but a really, really grim. Hard watch. Oh, very hard watch. Another movie besides Sarka again. I'm going to make a wee assumption here, <laughs> judging by the music you were into, and uh, that oh my god, I would not be into that. You want to be into Romeo and Juliet, the Buzz Lightyear? Oh yes. Yeah. I like, mean, that was like that's what that was my two kind of like. I, I thought, and again, that that film was just made for me. Yeah. Because like I get to be really into it, like because I am into theater, so that's like Shakespeare and stuff. Like it's really cool, and yeah. everyone's really into Shakespeare. 
and I could have like really killed them. <laughs> but it was it was such a huge shift in terms of like it really genuinely like you know because then I started getting really into like cause I had been new theatre and stuff and then. I started really getting into drama and then like it ended up going to drama school and stuff. But that was, it was a real gateway because like before that, there was like in Derry in, in 1996. Before that, there there wasn't a wide lot of Shakespeare going on. Were the writers or not? No, no. Um, not like willingly going no. to see Shakespeare and stuff. But And then after that film came out, it was like, oh, there's like... Again, with stones in her pockets, there was a whole kind of like other world mm. that could be cool and could be like, you know, kind of taken in a different way. And it also had Claire Danes, who was in oh, My So Called Life. My So Called life, life, right? Claire Danes and Jared Leto were in that. And I think that would have been like 94, 95, maybe. Um, but maybe 96. And that was like the epitome of that kind of like cool girl, like, you know, really alternative and like, you know, can't even be bothered to like, you know, kind of come up with sentences or whatever. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. Oh, such a And, uh, but yeah, so that, yeah, that all fed into. Even that, that, oh my God, that, that was probably three quarters of the people in Lugador, even yeah. when I was going yeah. there two years later. It's all just so cool. Uh, and like, oh, too cool to even like bother to be cool or whatever. <sighs> so Romeo and Juliet, that had, it was the original screen, like it was the dialogue was the... Frank Smeal. Aye. Yeah. And, and only said so modern like times. it modernised, it was the original script, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think I watched it in English class in school, but I never really remember when I was like throwing pens at people and all that. Aye, aye. But I've heard it's very good. It's got a soundtrack to it as well. It's got an amazing soundtrack. There's a song that I think is from the soundtrack of that that Mariah always talks about, and it's got a really weird tale. Do you know any songs from it? It's like everybody something something something. I don't know what Tesserae had the main. Like love theme in it, wasn't it, Desiree? I think this one might be like fantastic. instrumental, like no words, and it's like everybody loves swinging a bell, trolleys or something. It's obviously not that, but sunscreen. That's what, what, what is it? Something everybody like loves. Er, everybody needs sunscreen or something. I guess was that did. on that? Was that part of? It was Baz Lerman. Uh, anyway, yeah. but I don't know if it was in that film or like. Yeah, we can just, we can just do that, can we? Let's get a quick Google. Say nothing. Just everyone talk amongst yourselves. Hi, Google away. Mars Attacks was another one. It getting was back like the aliens. Yeah, <laughs> like Space Jam. Oh, oh, Space Jam. I could play basketball I with love, aliens. I could have a basketball up there. I still not watched the sequel to that. Neither have I, actually. You didn't mean to get that. Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight. Twister, of course. Oh, I loved cool. Twister. And ever since that, I want to chase an F5 tornado. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of them's come through Claudia or the water side yet, but I am waiting. I am waiting. Imagine I sitting field drinking and a tornado comes out. That would have been great. The class crack. I'll, I'll definitely chase torna- tornadoes with you. Mm, Sean, I'm you had mentioned James and the Giant Peach earlier. Oh, I, I loved that. That was pretty fucking terrifying, too, to be fair. It was. It was. Mean. Great show. It was directed by Henry Selick, who also directed The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. It's just a wee bit of trouble because so everybody gives Tim Burton all the credit. Michael mm. Collins, the movie was out in nineteen ninety six. Neil Jordan's mm. movie, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, that was ninety six. I enjoyed that too. Big. What do you call him? Liam Neeson. Big Liam Neeson, who oh. fatted the fucking. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. So good at it. Was that the first time that like any of those historical Irish, because that was like a Hollywood version of Irish history. I think that was a really big changing point mm. as well for like, you know, uh, terms yeah. of Ireland and the history and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like years after you had like the likes of the one that shakes of Ireland and stuff. Aye. It's told a similar story, obviously in a less, less Hollywood way. A lot more, it kind of looks so yeah. like strong realism, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. That uh, I actually seen the VHS for that recently enough in the last couple of years. Michael Collins, Alan Rickman played Eamon De Valera, and was the fucking spot of him too. (laughs) Amazing, 
uh, the casting, that was unreal. But my brother-in-law has the VHS tape, which he borrowed off one of my mates in 1996, <laughs> around that time. And he says to me about a year ago, he goes, Sir, find this here tape. You must give it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I must give it back to him now. But I will. Yeah. Then ask him, can I buy it? Yeah. He's probably just sitting in the room somewhere going like, where's my fucking Michael Collins? Yeah. Put it on that play. Cobwebs all over screen. It's just ruined his whole life just uh, waiting for that to come back. And we're all like, man, you can watch it all night. He's like, Give me my tip. What about Sarka, 16-year-old Sarka? Who would have been like, Right that age, we're all of like a pop star or a movie star that you fancy. Um, Who would have been your? Did we get in jail? The Phantom Tracks and Bound, bits of hell. Oh, yeah. myself on yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I think it would have been, oh, cheapers, like Damon Alburn. Right. From mm. Blur. Mm-hmm. I remember having a bit of a thing. And, uh, own cheapers. If we're talking about Romeo and Juliet, too, but Leo, do you know what I mean? I mean, Aye, Leo, he's a bit too pretty for me. Too pretty, too good looking. I've same problem. Yeah. I know it's not pretty well. Uh, just too too good looking. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, Aye, but the same ball. No, no, <laughs> fucking day in my life. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Like, I, I'm creepers. He did it. See, this is my problem with this entire concept, guys. I love listening to other people do this, but my memory is so bad. I can't remember. Because no way in your life. Nobody's going to fact check it that Sarka no. fancied fucking Damon Hall. Sarka, Damon Auburn, 1986, Terry. I come up to you and in fact she did not. Actually, just come up to you. Sarka's a lion fuck. Oh, you must have had like a poster in your wall or something. Well, I think at that stage, I probably still did have uh, Nirvana posters up and very much Kurt Cobain RIP. And um, I I think I probably was Mm. still holding on. But then. Kurt was a good looking guy. Oh, and. I mean, troubled we soul. Troubled we soul. Oh, cheapers! Like most of like my parents are. as well. Like, because I was fourteen whenever, like, I had tickets to go and see Nirvana play down in um, Dublin. Oh wow! So I would have been like fourteen, and me and my friend were going down, and then he um, yeah. was found dead on the day that the tickets, like, they they were meant to be playing Jeez. in Dublin. So this ninety four pre internet, uh, my mommy who had bought the tickets. Um, was like, well, you're not going to be using them. So I'm bringing them. So I'm bringing them back to get the money back without Mm. the booking fee. And I remember they were like, I think they were like sixteen pound fifty a ticket. Yeah, yeah. And um, mommy took the tickets back and got like the fifteen pound for the two tickets back. And I remember during that week then, there was another girl who was who had uh, a cousin in America and she was like, she's been offered like a thousand dollars for a copy of the, the ticket. Well, tickets, right. Because the uh, I, right. and, um, and my mommy was raging. Uh, of course. Yeah, she was like, but I photocopied them so you'd have a record. <laughs> Can you sell <laughs> photocopies? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, mommy. Right. I had no right. It was always a kind of sense of like, oh, but I would have been fucking Can you set me up for word? To be fair, you would like, you would only got about thirteen p behind the back of the stores. You're better off. You made a profit. And that I, oh god, but I, it's one of those things that actually, as well, like you know. Like my parents and obviously like they were really worried about me because, you know, I was so under Nirvana and I was like fourteen and, you know, and you know, died by suicide and it's like oh god, is she, you know, really Ooh. concerned about me. But I'm oh god, that's so embarrassing. And I remember like being really sad and being really shocked and heartbroken, but also like kind of enjoying being really sad and shocked and hurt yeah that angst I like it kind of gave me a reason to feel all these feelings I was feeling anyway and and, you like listen to their songs and like cry oh so much oh jeepers but Um, no great fucking band amazing I love Nirvana I listen to Nirvana weekly always amazing aye 
abandoned. We say abandoned in the loosest possible terms. That broke up that year was take that. I'm sure, there was many. Uh, oh my god, many, was that the- many a girl of Thornhill cried the eyes out. So, I would say. Oh my god, I'm just so my, one of my friends at school. She had her entire room covered in take that posters, especially Mark Owens. He was like, like you walked into her room and every single surface, including the ceiling, the walls, the doors, everything. And she was devastated, like like sobbing for weeks, like, you know, bursting into tears. It was, it was really genuinely traumatic. Obviously we were like, yeah, we were in very different places, you know, mm-hmm. in our kind of like, Thing, but I remember kind of going, yeah, no, I understand. Go back and tell that Kurt. they were they got back together. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. It was never the same. No, never the same. it was never the same. Still going, I think. No getting rid of them now. Still going, right? Gary Barlow. Three of them, I just. So Sean, you, and that, at that time, would you want to had uh, Spice Girls posters in your walls? Would you? Do you know? I I don't think I did because my mum probably would have went get that skank off the wall. Get that filth off their walls. <laughs> Do you know what? No, I didn't. Um, I don't think I even really did posters at that age yet. Because when I, I remember when I started doing posters is when I started getting on the like rock music, punk music. Mm, yeah. So that's... My room was all Blink-182. Yeah, because uh, I started buying like Crying Magazine, Rock Sound, whatever. Yeah. And those magazines always had a poster like mm. at, at midway through or something. So that was yeah. when I started actually putting posters on my wall. So I think before that it was probably just something to do with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and do you remember those things you used to go up to like Virgin? And like there was a big Aye. Oh, the posters. Yeah. Yeah. And those. then you like match the number up down here it was thrown. They still yeah. have those in like golden discs. Really? Down yeah. south. So yeah. yeah. They you can't fast. help but one, you have to get a, yeah. a wee footer like but. I had one with all these rappers, it was like pencil strong, but it was like all these rappers, it was like, oh two pack, M and M fucking biggie. <laughs> fuck, actually a class poster to be fair. That was actually that that was the year two pack was I think when I was 16, maybe not. I remember, uh, no, maybe that was that year. I did have a summer job working in a bar on Foyle Street and I was uh, bad at it. And I uh, <laughs> I just, like, so they were trying to get me to be able to pull a decent Guinness. And uh, I just kept messing it up drinking it and (laughs) oh it's just awful and the stress and stuff so that's but then oh yeah and then I worked upstairs in Austin's in the restaurant in the cafe I was a sandwich maker yeah on a Saturday yeah yeah pretty bad at that as well (laughs) reoccurring thing that's I've never been able to like work for anyone else He was like that a, that a character who was good at making <laughs> He would have been class. I am not you know joking. I mean? That's what I would do. Uh, but then I would get bored of playing the same character. The next day you come in, you're fucking Jamaican or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be good to leave on weird, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 Is she all right? <laughs> just like, no, she's not. She's not. Just let her I could have been sandwich spice. Still going for it. <laughs> oh, there, there, there's so much that we could cover within a year. Um, and I think we've covered quite a bit at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, action-packed year. It was an action-packed <laughs> year. Um, Sarka, if there's anything that you could uh, bring back from 1996 to now, um, probably a sense of security in the world. <laughs> okay, that's. But then thinking, like, it's that idea, isn't it? It's like looking back and going, oh, it was so much easier or it was so much more simple and stuff. And going, well, I'm probably looking 
back at this time from yeah. like you know kind of 30 odd years in the future and feel the same way uh, there are rose tinted glasses as aye, they say yeah. aye and like there is that thing of being 16 and like going like in all of the on discomfort and the unsureness and like I that not knowing who I was mm. and not having any notion like who the me was like you know playing all these different characters but not you know knowing who the me underneath it all was so I'd bring fucking nothing 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 just leave everything in 1996 fucking belongs shite ear on that note shite ear uh, we're going to end it now my name has been Fintan Harvey and it still is it's been Mind of Time 1996 thank you very much Sarka for being our guest that was lovely first guest First guest. First guest. Yes, <laughs> it's been yes. Was it? And uh, thank you to Brandy. Thank you very Yay. much, folks. And thank you, Sean. Yay. Thank you. Uh, please listen in every week for Mind the Time. Uh, check out <clears throat> check out our socials, mm. uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Give us a wee like, give us a follow. Ask us any questions about years that you want to or who you want to see on the show, who you want to listen to. Uh, thank you very much, thank and you, uh, we will be back next week. Adios. See you soon. We will indeed. Au revoir. Bye.